This is Out Front. New voices. Her voices. My boy. Out Front. New visions. My vision. Out Front. Outside. Outer limits. Out of the ordinary. Out of bounds. Out there. Out Front. Hello, I'm Trisha Wilson in Vancouver. Welcome to Outfront. When a self-inflicted tragedy horribly changed the life of one of my friends, my life changed too. I've come to understand patience, acceptance, courage, and the inner beauty of others. Here are our stories. H E L backslash Backspace L O Hello My friend Jade communicates with the use of a computer. With his head, he taps Morse code into switches, and the computer translates those dots and dashes into letters and words. J A D E I met Jade in the spring of 97. I was struck by the danger in his eyes and his easy laugh. He was always joking. He seemed to have a nickname for everyone. The one he had for me, I won't even repeat. With Jade, everything was a game or a party. I would pick him up after his evening shifts at a ritzy restaurant and we were off, tearing up the town. There was always a club or a beach party or somewhere we just had to be. When I look back now, our time together seems a blur of neon and booze beating to the pulse of drum and bass music. For the most part, the whirlwind was a lot of fun. I jumped on for the wild ride. But it wasn't too long before I was left behind at the curbside. I wasn't the only one hurt. Jade broke a lot of hearts. Soon, he would hurt no one more than himself. I created myself, made hell. I drank and did any drug I could pop into my mouth. As well, I found crack cocaine to hide like the lost soul I became. Instead of growing from those feelings, I hid from them. I turned 21 that summer and started to bodybuild. That's why everyone was so shocked when this happened to me. I didn't know that Jade had been using. Heroin was something of a mystery to me. I do remember one time when I found a syringe and asked him about it. He freaked out and said it was for his diabetes and how dare I accuse him of being a junkie. Maybe that was true, and because I didn't know Jade very well at that time, I didn't question him further. I apologized. Little did I know. 
I hit rock bottom. This is when I was introduced into the sex trade from go-go boy dancing to being scouted for the porn industry. I made eight porns of raw feelingless, meaningless sex with girls lost souls with addictions of their own two feet. I quit with $10,000 saved for my veins. I would spike my veins up to 50 times a night. The summer I turned 23 I overdosed two more times. Both times I was lucky enough that the paramedics were there in time to administer Narcan, a miracle drug they use to counteract the heroin which starts the lungs breathing, giving the brain supplementary oxygen. In August of 97, Jade was at a friend's house. He went into the washroom and cooked up a speedball, a mixture of heroin and cocaine. Later, he told me he knew instantly. I spiked my vein, only to cause an eternity of pain. But I had two seconds of clarity, and I could tell that it was too strong. Instant overload to my brain. The last thing I ever saw was the needle chasing the dragon. I was gone. Then I sizzled and fried. Twisting and coiling in withdrawal. I should've died. I should've died. When Jade overdosed, he was deprived of oxygen for 15 minutes. When he awoke, his life was changed forever. He's blind, he can't talk, he can't control his movement. It was like a spell that was cast upon me. To live, breathe, suffer a hell. Fully awake, aware, in terror, and consciously Blind, mute, my muscles twisting, coiling in agony. With the past, nothing more or less than a memory. I lost who I was and hated who I became. <coughs> I'm not going to bullshit. Every waking second, I wish for things to be the same. I was losing my sanity within an insane asylum. But the worst imprisonment was being imprisoned within my own decrepit shell. How did it ever come this far? How did it ever come this far? I started to visit Jade at the rehab center. It wasn't always easy. It was hard to find something to say. Do you do a space? Can you do a space? I felt guilty telling him about all the things I was doing while he was stuck in the hospital, unable to see or move or talk. Jade was very angry and pushed a lot of people away. 
Sometimes I would leave mad and upset myself because he couldn't be grateful or friendly in return. I think I kept going back because I was determined not to give up on him. I didn't want to be one of those people moving past. This was a brush with death that I knew I should handle properly. Jade wanted to die and begged to be let go. One time at the hospital I was holding a cigarette for him and he told me that the nurse said he wouldn't get better. I didn't know what to say. What do you say? I just kept on being there. He couldn't see me, but he could hear my voice and feel a hug, and on good days I could make him laugh. <laughs> that became really important to me, making him laugh. <laughs> Gradually, Jade emerged from the darkness of desiring death. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think my visits and unconditional friendship helped him through this. His courage to continue to live gave me the strength to support him. He moved into his own apartment, but will always need 24-hour care. <laughs> I saw that his patience and acceptance of his condition gradually gave him strength to want to live and strength to have a purpose in his life. Um, welcome, everybody. Today uh, we have a very, very wonderful special person here to tell you his uh, life story. He's here to make you think, not to tell you what to do, and his name is Jade Bell. Jade started to give drug and alcohol prevention presentations to young people. To date, he has spoken to over 10,000 students. I drank and did any drug I could pop into my mouth. Last year, Jade asked me to help with his anti-drug and alcohol presentations in BC high schools. I pick him up at his apartment, and his caregiver and I help him into the car. Is that comfortable on you? <laughs> that always takes way longer than anticipated. Then we arrive at the presentations, and I set up Jade's computer and introduce him. Then he gives a speech telling his whole story, every shocking detail. I'm reality in your faces of what could happen to you if you follow me down the same path of self-destruction. I think he really has an impact on the students because he isn't an authority figure telling them what to do. He's 27 years old, and many of them can relate to him. I can see they feel comfortable asking him questions. Go for it. Humor me. What kind of music do you listen to? Enter. Actually, I listen to Laoni. Tunes. You name it, I got it. <laughs> At one of his presentations, a student asked Jade, are you happier now than before you overdosed? And to my surprise, Jade nodded his head without hesitation. <laughs> That's when I realized just how far Jade has come and just how much he was hurting before all this happened. I believe we're here to learn lessons. Fortunately, I've learned many lessons through this experience. Never take life for granted and... 
Never forget the fragility of life. <laughs> I always feel really good being a part of this. <laughs> After his presentation, the students circle around him and thank him, and ooh and ah at his cool tattoos. <laughs> For me, it's good to see him back in the spotlight again. When I first met Jade, I saw him for his beauty, his style, and his talent. But now I've learned that there's so much more beneath that. I've come to respect him for his integrity and his courage. I'm inspired by his ability to find beauty in life despite having limitations that I can't even imagine dealing with. It isn't an easy thing to deal with your demons head on the way he is. Not only that, he is helping others do the same. I've learned a lot about life from Jade. I'm glad I've stayed on for the wild ride. I'm Trisha Wilson in Vancouver. Enter. In Vancouver, I'm Jade Bell. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> ah! near Chetwin, British Columbia. I'm Terence Armstrong. You're listening to Out Front. Tomorrow, you'll hear my story. My mother is First Nations. She was forever making bannock, and it was good. After a 20-year hiatus, I'm eating it again. Join me for a piece called Making Surviving. I'll share the ingredients with you. If you have a story you'd like to tell, or if you want to comment on what you've heard, get in touch. You can phone. The number is 416-205-6606. You can email. The address is outfront at toronto.cbc.ca. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.